1: Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Musician and producer Alvin Wee, who is originally from Sarawak, has been making a name for himself in Hollywood through his work in films like Kung Fu Panda 3, uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. And he most recently worked on Disney's Mulan and his upcoming work includes doing sound mixing for the next James Bond movie, as well as the upcoming Top Gun sequel. So joining us today from Los Angeles to tell us more is Alvin himself. Thank you for joining me, Alvin. No, thank you for having me. I think the natural place to start any conversation these days uh, just tends to be how things are there. Um, I mean, in Malaysia, we've currently just um, had, we're seeing our numbers rising, people are staying home more. What's the situation where you are?
0: You know, uh, I think in the States, obviously, you read in the news that things are going up or, you know, what like, things are happening. And Uh, from, from ground zero, I I'll be honest, I haven't really gone out. I'm, I kind of stay at home, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on my home body. So I do enjoy just, just, you know, being at home and a a lot of, a lot of what I do stays, stays, stays in in one position. So, you know, I go off my walks and I do see people coming out, but in terms of cases, uh, it's, it's definitely rising or at least it's not going down, uh, uh, but in California, it's been kind of a steady number, a steady number. So that's that's a good thing. And um, also, you know, with, with elections and all that, um, there's obviously also that added kind of uh, dimension to that. And, you know, not being American, obviously, it's, uh, I, I just get to watch from the sidelines. So, you know, <laughs> I try to do, I just do try to do my part and stay at home.
1: And um, I mean, the stay-at-home part is quite interesting because um, I assume that at least for you, work is sort of just chugging along because you couldn't do what you do from most places.
0: That that is very true, you know. Um, the like, you know, like like I said, b- being at home is definitely something I do enjoy. I obviously do being part Malaysian, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, my wholeheartedly, you know, I am still true and true Malaysian. I still like my mama sessions, which you know, obviously there's. The the, the the version of that in America and people go hang out in coffee shops and all that. So I do like left part and I do miss that. But um yes, work I, you know I, I can do my work anywhere. Uh right now I have a setup back home. I have my guitar is here, my my pianos here, you know, uh, my computer and my 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 stud I have kind of a small studio space I set up at home. So it's been good. Uh I I'm able to do a lot from home and if needed, you know, like if there's any recording happening right now. Uh it's 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 definitely an adventure. Let's just put it that way. So it's, uh, yeah, I do. I just stay at home, you know, for the bulk of the days.
1: Mm. So largely speaking, um, as an umbrella term, what you do is you're a music producer, um, but but you do a bunch of things as well. And I think that for the average layperson, they may not exactly know what a music producer does, particularly when it comes to film. Can you explain?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So You know, obviously in film, there's the film producer, which I have totally nothing to do with. Um, That's the person who makes the film happen. A music producer in general, you know, uh, what he does or how I like to look at it is uh, being a like if you have if you have a you know, if you want to give someone a gift and there is the actual thing. You don't just you know say hey here I have this base you know you you package it nicely you wrap it up and you make sure that people receive it and the, the opening experience just like you open your new Huawei or your new Apple or whatever <laughs> product. So I am the gift wrapper and that's how I think about it, right? I I, I make sure the packaging the pre- I make sure the presentation is great and that's uh, that's what a music producer does. And in film, it's a lot of it is uh, kind of tying together the song aspect and what we call the underscore, which is the instrumental, typically orchestral music and the people who write the songs maybe at the end of the film or in the beginning of the film.
1: Mm. And uh, I mean, the, the projects, even though we may not have realised it, I, the projects that you've worked on, a lot of us would probably have seen it. You, you did Kingsman 2, um, you did Kung Fu Panda 3, but most recently you did Mulan. Uh, was Mulan your first Disney thing? Yeah, um, you know, yes, it was the first Disney, you know, in in the
0: industry. It's so interesting because, like, yes, um, some, you know, things come in various different forms. And sometimes it passes my hands without me knowing what project it is. But to be kind of very involved, yes, uh, Mulan was definitely my first Disney thing. Um, I, you know at, at, like a while back I did a small Disney Pixar thing about uh, 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 um, and, and it was just behind the scenes and because you know I, I kind of touched on it like a couple of days uh, the, you know the, the credits didn't, didn't really translate because you know a lot of times when you do something it may not end up in the final film so um, obviously I don't want to kind of say hey I did that but um, you know, it, Mulan would be my first official credit on a Disney film, and it just happens to be my favorite uh, as a child. And oh, you know, nice. obviously, being, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it, it was it was definitely my first. Um, so yeah, that was a good, that was a very good tender moment for
1: me. Mm. Is that a? I mean, is that a career milestone for most people in the industry to work on a Disney project?
0: Uh yes, I mean you know Disney's expanding so quickly, right? They they now have Lucas Arts, uh, Lucasfilm. Sorry, they have uh, Pixar, they have National Geographic, um, and they're Marvel. Mm. So technically, if you're working one of those, you're technically on a Disney yeah. film. But like one of the original Disney IPs, like Frozen, or you know, or like um, what what's like the the, the House
1: of Mouse stuff?
0: Yeah, the House of Mouse, exactly. Yeah. Um, the 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 warm fuzzy stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's it's. Um, some people get to do it, and because Disney expands to the television side as well, you know, um, it is to certain people. But it's more for nostalgia sake. So for me, at least, it was just like a, oh yeah, I, I watched this as a kid. In in you know, I'm from Surab, in Kuching, yeah. and I'm like, wow, like <laughs> I, I get to now you know like be part of this. So. For me, it's a career milestone, definitely.
1: Yeah. So, oh, so that's I'm I'm glad that you brought up um, your childhood in Sarawak because um, obviously that's something that I'm very curious about. How does someone um, who grew up in Sarawak, what was your journey to where you are now, which is working in Hollywood? Uh it's it's interesting. Tell me, you know, I, decades <laughs> of experience.
0: <laughs> uh, I ate lots of laksa. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, in reality, you know, um, I, I think this is a, a part of it that I like to at least kind of share with people that, you know, I I went to KL, you know, play I you know played music with friends there, then I went back to Kuching and you know I played music with a lot of people and I originally wanted to be like a, a music arranger, which is like you know. You basically have pen and paper back in days. Like you write, you write scores, and then they 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 put it on the charts and they play it for musicians or whatever, and then they put it into artists. And um, I I didn't learn about film scoring until you know like very later on. You know, I was I was raised a guitar player. I played in hip hop bands. I played in heavy metal bands. I played in big bands. You know, and so kind of I had a very good, interesting, diverse musical. Um, upbringing. And, and so uh, my friends told me, they said, Hey, if you want to be an arranger, you know, you might want to look into film scoring as well, because it's cool. And there's all this whole different element of it. And, you know, if you want to do that, you should go to this school called Berkeley school of music to study. And uh, (laughs) so funnily enough, I was in a completely different career and uh, I wasn't, I, I, I realized quite early on, it wasn't for me. I got my degree, obviously, and, and you know, decided, you know, I told my mom that I was like, ah, you know, maybe I should go to to, to study my music first.
1: Wait, so just to be clear, your degree was not in anything music related?
0: No, originally okay. not. not all right. at all. It was in computer science. And, you know, um, I, I I joke that, you know, as a as Asians, we we have four we have four careers that we can be right. You're a doctor, a lawyer, uh, you know, uh, a businessman, or a failure basically, right? <laughs> oh, so you're like, <laughs> I joke obviously, but like you know, uh, the arts isn't really much uh, looked at as a like feasible career choice. Not not in Malaysia at least, which like I totally understand, right? Because you know, our parents look out for us; they want us to have something that's secure, something that we can, like, just pursue, and, you know, with a degree, we can, like, the the the, the opportunity cost is not as high, let's just say. But um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go study this and then figure out my life after that. And so I went to Berkeley, kind of, like, half, you know, like, deciding, oh, maybe this can be an option as a career. Uh, but, like, saying, I have a degree so I can fall back on that if I need to. And... Um, you know, so I finished Berkeley in two years. Obviously, transferring some credits from Malaysia, and then, uh, you know, after after school, after college, they say you can spend a year doing your, um, your, what they call optional practical training. And a lot of friends say you should go to LA. You know, in, back in school, I, I tried the recording arts because there was one thing I I had no idea about. You know, I I did all my arranging classes. I did all the production classes. And the only thing I didn't know about was recording. So, you know, I, I graduated with a production and engineering degree. And I moved out to LA um, and you know got got a job with a music producer who just like right off the bat he was like, you know, my, my friend got me the the, the interview and I, I, I worked with him, obviously because I was OPT, you know, like there was a there was a reason to try to get that happening and so that I can stay in the country. Yeah. Um and and so he, you know, I walked in. And the first thing I saw, I remember walking in, and he had like, you know, those music producers, there's always the big discs or whatever. <laughs> and the first one I walked into, I remember walking into his like studio and, and it was um Dr. Dre. I was like, why is the Dr. Dre like, you know, that a record? And and so then we sat down and we chatted. And as I walked down his hallway, you are like, oh, wow, there's Bruno Mars and there's, like, Snoop Dogg. And, like, why is there Mariah Carey? Why is there Leonard Cohen? So I was like, oh, wow, who's this person? And, you know, I, I sat down. His name was Steve Lindsay. And he he apparently, back in the day, taught Dr. Dre how to play piano when he wow. was young. And so Yeah, so, like, there was a lot of history there. Yep. And that's where I thought, oh, man, this is cool. I want to be <laughs> a music producer. Um And so that kind of, you know, that's where I started with all the, like, the working with producers and the songwriters and all these people that came through the studio. And um, and kind of, you know, moving from that, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be cool to learn about the film stuff because I was interested in orchestral music. And uh, my now wife said, hey, you should meet this, this guy. He's like a record producer. He did like two pink albums. He did Blur and he did the Stereophonics, but he also does film. So he's super hit. <laughs> and so he, his name is Al Clay. He's now a very, he's mm. the mentor of mine for the last four years. And I met him and uh, we, we clicked right away and it was on Kingsman 1. And I remember that clear as day, right? July 1st, we were studying on the project. And it's like, I, I just remember seeing the trailer for Kingsman while I was in LA and I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, who's doing that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and just remembering him emailing me, oh yeah, we're doing this film called Kingsman. I've never heard of it. I'm like, ooh. So, that was like my, like my mind-blowing moment yeah. and I, and, and, you know, that's how I kind of, got into it met all the people started on the project and then you know from that it just kind of moved on to like you know in LA if you show that you're resilient and you 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 know you you're ready to kind of take on any challenge people appreciate that and i think as malaysians we are very resilient we we, we are very good at you know kind of figuring out um, ways around issues and problems we we like very creative ways and i think i took that and with my upbringing that helped me through all these projects and that, you know, people appreciated that and, you know, that helped me along. And all throughout, I remember working through the first Christmas I was here and all throughout that, you know, that made, that gave me the, the, the reason to stay and that gave me my visa. And so, you know, now I'm here six, seven years later. And as they say, it's all history. <laughs>
1: Well, we do need to take a quick break on that note. Uh, but when we come back, I really want to hear more about the projects that you're working on now and, you know, all these really cool people that you've been working with. Um, so yeah. I'm speaking to Alvin Wee, who, um while originally from Kuching, he is currently in L.A. and he is an award winning uh, music producer. We'll be back after a short break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and I'm speaking to Alvin Wee, who uh, is Zooming in from LA. Uh, He, Alvin, of course, is a music producer originally from Sarawak. uh, And uh, he gave us a little bit of the lay of the land of how he got there and um, has been working on some of the things that he has been doing. Um, Alvin, I I was just wondering, um, you know, in terms of... In terms of your career, it's it's really been quite varied. In the sense that you do have a mix of working with um, you work with film, but you also still work with musicians. You do live shows still. You know, you you continue to work with Malaysian artists and musicians as well. You've worked with ZRV, with uh, Yuna, uh, with uh, Rendra Zawawi. If if someone were to ask you if you have a uh, a particular draw or a pull, would you be able to pick one? Is there one thing that you like doing more than everything else?
0: I guess you know it, that 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 is the ultimate question isn't it <laughs> I uh <laughs> you know the the one thing okay the one thing that I do really enjoy still at the end of the day is really playing my guitar you know <laughs> if there's a way uh, being a guitar player you know I I I really do enjoy picking it back up and those six strings Does you know it, it takes me back uh, the though if if there is actually if if I were doing you know, a gun to my head and I have to do this the rest of my life, I, I will I will probably be just making songs with artists. I think that would be great. You know, sitting in the studio, trying to help them figure out the the lyric, trying to f- help them figure out like what you know what what mood and and how to how to tie everything together or help them get through that aha moment of like, oh, there'll be a great chorus. Oh my God, let's record this straight away, and just being in that that moment has always been like, that's, that was what drives me. Like, you know, even if it's like, sometimes it could be something as simple as sitting with them, having them listen to different types of music or like having them, um, kind of crack the code, if you will, while they're just like, you know, they're down the dumps and they just don't know how to resonate in the things that they're doing. So it would be it would be sitting with those uh, songwriters and making that happen.
1: Mm. How much a part of your day to day work is that? Because um, pr- production also involves a lot of technicalities. Um, how much how much of the work is also creative?
0: Yeah, well, um, with with films especially, mm-hmm. um, it's you know it's it's le- it's more technical than it is creative, obviously, because the composer. The composer, you know, they they know what they want. They write the melodies, they write, they write the, the arrangements, then they send it off to an orchestrator. So from from that perspective, it's the, the creative aspect of that comes when you're tying in what the composer wrote and what what the musicians record and what the director wants. So it's trying to figure out like for me it's how do you marry those three things with the things you have, right? Yeah. Obviously, like for example, you know, when when let's say Rendra Zawawi who does a score and he writes a beautiful piece of score and then he gets, you know, obviously he gets in the room and he sits with the musician and he wants the musicians to play something. And maybe it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting instrument. Let's say it's a, you know, it's a suruling or something and and it's you know it's way out of the range. How so the creative process would be like trying to figure out what Rendra wants is in music and what that musician can play and how I can marry that and make sure that it still achieves the emotional impacts in the, in the movie and how it affects what's on, on screen. Right. Cause obviously you're just writing for visuals. And um, I think that part, the creative part can be something as easy as applying an effect or like, you know, like finding a way to, you know, use software to kind of band it around or just figure out if there's a different instrument that we can use. Mm. And um, that's the creative part. And obviously having the technical knowledge of saying, oh, this is like physically impossible by a human (laughs) as, as compared to, let's say I have the computer, I have this software right now that can make you sound like, you know, um, like a, a robot or like a frog. And, you know, all I have to do is do this. And with with the with that that knowledge and drawing from the experiences of doing what i've done for you know the five, 5 6 years professionally i can um i can then execute it creatively and that's where i find that the the technical kind of kind of like fades away and it's all creative
1: Mm. So speaking of um creative and speaking of working with people, uh, y- you have worked with some really well known folks, right? There's Pharrell Williams, Roberta Flack, um, Hans Zimmer, um, All American Rejects. So is there someone that you kind of want to work with but haven't yet?
0: yeah, actually. You know, I I I I'm a big fan of um Mark Ronson, I I really I, I really like his stuff, and you know, obviously, well, even the back in Back to Black, you know, back back in the day, and then like all the the stuff, the album he put out, and and um, the stuff he's done with Bruno Mars, obviously, and, you know, Bruno's like a creative genius. Like, there's one guy I would love to work with, um, and then there's another guy that's you know, kind of in the industry, and he's more of like a behind the scenes guy. Um, and and he, he goes by the moniker, Max Martin, uh, Max Martin is a, he's, he's a record producer and he's very, he's known behind the scenes as the hit maker, right? I mean, he's written, co-written everything and produced everything from baby one more time from Britney Spears all the way up to, um, you know, Bon Jovi's, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the return hit that, that they, it's my life to like Celine Dion, to Backstreet Boys to Ariana Grande, and he's just and the weekend, you know, he's constantly reinvented himself. And he would be one person kind of like that would be like, you know, bucket list,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, kind of people that I would love to work with. Uh, and as far as like you know, mainstream mainstream artists, obviously, um, uh, if, if given a chance, you know, I would love to work with um, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I think he's a musical genius, mm-hmm. um, and that. W- that they'll make it as well for me.
1: So getting, um, moving back to um, your film work, actually your, your two upcoming projects are really iconic. Speaking of, you you mentioned Mulan as being one of those iconic um, things, but you, um, I'll, you also worked on No Time to Die, which is the next James Bond film. Uh, and not to mention, you you also have credits in Top Gun, uh, Maverick. Uh, yeah. What's it like to work on projects like that? I, I you know, it, it's odd. Uh, James Bond would have come out in just a couple of weeks originally.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting because when you're in it, you kind of, it's just, you, you kind of focus on the work, right? And, and we, there's a lot that happens after the, the, the music's done. Um I, I I got roped in because a friend of mine who was also on Mulan said, Hey, we need help on this. And I'm like, sure, what project <laughs> is it? I have no idea. And then you know you get on it's like, oh, you hear you know, you hear the big brass and uh-huh, you, hear the, you hear yeah. the guitar. And you're like I know this music. What? Oh, it's that music. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's oh, an So, so you there.
1: like get the music, but you you don't know what it is yet. Is that how it generally is? I mean, they, they make you sign NDA NDA. You know, like usually when they send you the music, you're like, oh, okay. I kind of know what
0: this is. They're like, because they have a code name for all the projects. Sure, they need, right. You, you need to, you know, they, they need to make sure that things don't go out and nothing leaks. And like, if, you know, even if like a title or something, like yep. that's, that's always... That's always you know you got to be really careful with things like that. So, I I've done this enough to know that. Look, like let's you know let's get the work done. You know I want to be respectful. I want to make sure that everyone gets what they need, which is very important.
1: Mm.
0: And then later on we can figure out you know what project this is. Yeah,
1: even though uh, you're kind of like that sounds like Bond.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like <laughs> that's very, that's very familiar. Yeah, but uh, you know, so clearly, clearly, then when you go look it up, you're like, oh right, this is coming out and. You know, obviously, like, things like this, like, people, you know, like, people are clamoring to find out and stuff like that. So, we, you know, like, as much as I worked on the music, you know, I, I like, I, I can't tell you what the story lies about, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. And, like, yeah, it's it's been, you know, all this, all this, like, this is this all childhood stuff. And I think, you know, that if there's anything, I, I always pursue things that kind of where where I kind of, you watch from Malaysia, you're like, oh my God, that's cool, that's cool, that's so cool, you know. So it's trying to, you know, it's just fulfilling a childhood dream, honestly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do you you see yourself, um, or rather, do you still get enjoyment from working, doing work back in Malaysia? Because you do seem to kind of dip in back and forth.
0: Uh, Oh, absolutely, 100%, you know. And and, and this this goes to every single person in Malaysia. I, I try... As much as i can first of all to work with friends because you know i i enjoy and i appreciate the people who has been along with me for this journey and what i give them is just as much 110 percent as what i give people here and now you know because i have the experience and and just just um the know-how i i, I it, it's the same it's the same thing you used to give it just as much and it, and it just feels like it's a little bit more um and i do I, I, I love it. I, I have a, I, you know, like like you said, like I said about Rendra Zawabi, we, he and I, you know, want to kind of be a bridge to, to Malaysia in, in terms of uh, trying to connect people. Like, you know, we, we started this thing called Amplitone Productions that, um, because there's so many people behind the scenes here in, Mal- in, 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 in LA, and a lot of them are actually from Malaysia, right? Uh, originally from there. And they like, you know, they, they they maybe they moved away or they got married and they were just you know kind of burying their heads trying to try and get it done and so a lot of people don't know that there are all these talented people and what what I and he want to do is to get these people to connect with the Malaysians and and you know hopefully collaborate. You know, we have people who work on the Oscars, we have people who work on <laughs> like Pixar and, you know, so they're, they're, they're really, really amazing. I mean, there's a person like one of the hit, like Marvel guys, actually Malaysian, you know, like, so we have really cool people here and what, you know, why not like for someone like me who wants to do it, I want to help connect these people. Maybe, you know, there's someone who's like, Hey, it would be cool. We can get that, like that Marvel visual cool thing. You know, like if there's only way, like we knew how people did it there or whatever, or like, you know, like had the experience. And so, that's, that's what I'm doing with myself is to go back and then eventually kind of connect people.
1: Hmm. What do you think people like yourself who um, grew up in Malaysia uh, and then, um, my, you know, migrated and you now work in this global industry, do you think uh, you bring something different to the table?
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of times um, what what. At least, at least in the international arena, or at least in Hollywood, or at least what I do, um, a lot of times people want to hear your original voice. You know, there's, there are, there are people, there are people here who are really good at what they do, and a lot of them are not even from the country. You know, like and rightfully so, because everyone with different cultural upbringing, with different backgrounds, with different experiences in life, with different. Uh, convictions with different, you know, uh, surroundings bring a completely different flavor, and I think being, you know, Malaysian and being, you know, raised completely on the music there, on top of being exposed to music here back in the day, and saying I see something that people don't see there when they're doing something, I am uh, obviously very fascinated in kind of have, bringing my opinion to it and saying that. It is, it is cool and, you know, here's, here's what's different and here's, here's why you should, you know, incorporate that. And I think people appreciate the, the subtleties and also the uniqueness that you bring to, to the table.
1: Mm. Have you seen it change in the, I mean, have you seen a sort of opening up in the time that you've been there? Because um, I feel like these conversations about inclusion and diversity are happening more and more. Um, is that something that as someone who's in the industry, you see a change happening?
0: yes actually that it, it is you know there's a there's a big the you know obviously like the there was a whole um like like diversity thing that was happening at the award shows right and and i think it was good that people are being inclusive and it's you know for me it's it's never been about like oh you know we just need to be inclusive for the sake of being inclusive mm. we're saying that there are people who are very talented, and they're just maybe not given the chance just because they may not look, sound, or you know, think like you. And if if we give them the platform and the chance and opportunity to do that, um, maybe they you know you get you get a, a completely different perspective of things. And I think with things like you know, like with like for example, Crazy Rich Asians came out like a couple of years ago. That that was a, a, a you know a, a landmark for for Asians, right? And you know, and then there's 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 stories about indigenous people um, coming out that won the Oscars, and like you know, this the you know the the the, the, the stories empowering women right now, and and it's sh- it's it may be too late, but you know, it's in the right direction, and I think it it brings a whole different perspective, and I think it makes it makes it, it, it makes the story even richer. And I think it's, it's, it's good. I do see it change and I think it's changing for the better. Hmm.
1: What do you have coming up other than, um, or what are you, what are you working on right now? If you can tell us.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'm, unfortunately I, I'm in this weird position of like, I'm, I'm on a podcast right now, which is interesting <laughs> Uh, it it was with the company called it, it's a podcast company that does scripted dramas, mm-hmm. and they're known uh, they're called Q Code, and so what they do is they do they do like hour long episodes of like scripted dramas with, you know they, they they do it like a TV series so they do ten episodes. They get big stars and they, they record it and then they mix it and they do the whole thing. They write music and it's, it's very cool. So it's like, you know, like the 50s where you have radio yeah. and like they, they have characters. So it's very similar to that. And the last one I did with them, um, I was fortunate enough to record uh, Tessa Thompson.
1: Wow. From-
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so we spent a week with her in the studio. That came out. That one was called The Left-Right Game. I uh, came out a, a couple months ago, I think before COVID started. And so they're, you know, they're, all, they're always kind of coming on cool stuff and, um, you know, just watch out for Q code. They're, they're on all those podcasts. So they'll be cool. They just came out in one Matthew McConaughey, which I had nothing to do with, but you know, it's, 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 it's cool. You get to work with people, pretty, really interesting people. So I've got that going on. And then, um, Obviously, the song that just got released for Malaysia Day was, it was, uh, was, was my latest thing that came out. Uh, I did Malaysia Ku, which, you know, obviously the, the theme of, of Malaysia Day this year was uh, Malaysia Prihatin. And I wrote, I, I wrote this song and produced it uh, together with my friend Anne-Marie Stanley Slaus. And she, she's actually Malaysian as well from from Clang. Love her. anne is also in LA. Mm-hmm. She's a brilliant singer. And um, you know, uh, I, I I roped in Rendra Zawawi for the lyrics, obviously, because he, he you know he's very very apt and very poised with the, the Malay lyrics. And uh, I wrote a song for the Malaysia Day celebration uh, that was held in Sibu, Sarawak. Um, and you know, we had Helf Husaini and um, I believe it was Adira that performed it live um, and. Uh, the song's gonna get released, uh, hopefully, on radio soon.
1: Nice. Um, so, Alvin, just before we wrap up, what do you have to say to other aspiring, you know, composers or music producers out there um, who, as you said earlier, may not have the most encouragement back home?
0: Well, uh, I, I would say, you know, go for it. Uh, have a plan, and um, you know, ne- ne- as, as cheesy as this it sounds, it's it's good to just believe believe that you can do it, be realistic about it, but also uh, like make a plan on how you want to do it. You know, be uh, be ambitious. Uh, th- there is nothing you cannot do that someone else in the world has already done. There's nothing, you know. If they've done it, you're able to do it. You're just going to work for it. And I think, you know, like be, if there's, there's, if you need support, give me a call, you know, hit me up. On, on the the DMs or whatever, and I'm I'm happy to, to help. You know, to anyone like it's it's not impossible. It's very achievable, and it's not it, there's there's no there, there's no like you know I I there's no um, like there's no shortcuts, and the, there there isn't any magic to it. That's my point. The hard work it's just hard work and dedication, and if you do it, you will get there.
1: Thank you so much, Alvin. Thank you. I've been speaking with music producer and musician Alvin Wee, originally from Sarawak but currently based in Los Angeles, where he works in Hollywood and with some pretty big names in the music industry. If you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.